Welcome to the Devotional Toddcast, hosted by Pastor Todd Walker and Crossroads Church in Littleton, New Hampshire. I'm going to share a story with you tonight that my mom read to me when I was little, and it goes along perfectly with what I want to share with you tonight on perspective, okay? It's a story called It Could Always Be Worse, and maybe you've heard this story before. It's a Yiddish folktale. I have no idea what year this came out. But just listen to the story, because I think it speaks volumes. It says, Once upon a time in a small village, a poor, unfortunate man lived with his mother, his wife, and his six children in a one-room hut. No laughter. I know who you're thinking of right now. We have more kids than this guy. Because they were so crowded, the man and his wife often argued. The children were noisy, and they fought. In winter, when the nights were long and the days were cold, life was especially hard. The hut was full of crying and quarreling. One day, when the poor unfortunate man couldn't stand it anymore, he ran to the rabbi for advice. Rabbi, he cried, things are in a bad way with me and getting worse. We are so poor that my mother, my wife, my six children, and I all live together in one small hut. We are too crowded and there's so much noise. Help me, rabbi. I'll do whatever you say. The rabbi thought as he pulled on his beard. At last he said, tell me, my poor man, do you have any animals? Perhaps a chicken or two. Yes, said the man, I have a few chickens and a rooster and a goose. Ah, fine, said the rabbi. Now go home and take the chickens, the rooster, and the goose into your hut to live with you. Yes, indeed, rabbi, said the man, though he was a bit surprised. The poor unfortunate man hurried home and took the chickens, the rooster, and the goose out of the shed and into his little hut. When some days or a week had gone by, life in the hut was worse than before. Now with the quarreling and the crying, there was honking, crowing, and clucking. There were feathers in the soup. The hut stayed just as small, and the children grew bigger. When the poor unfortunate man couldn't stand it any longer, he ran again to the rabbi for help. Rabbi, he cried, see what a misfortune has befallen me. Now with the crying and quarreling, with the honking, clucking, and crowing, there are feathers in the soup. Rabbi, it couldn't be worse. Help me, please. The rabbi listened and thought. At last he said, tell me, do you happen to have a goat? Oh, yes, I do have an old goat, but he's not worth very much. Excellent, said the rabbi. Now go take him home and bring the goat into the hut to live with you. Ah, no, do you really mean it, rabbi, cried the man. Come now, come now, my good man. Do as I say at once, said the rabbi. The poor unfortunate man tramped back home with his head hanging low and took the goat into his hut. When some days or a week had gone by, life in the little hut was much worse. Now with the crying, quarreling, clucking, honking, and crowing, the goat went wild, pushing and butting everyone with his horns. The hut seemed smaller and the children grew bigger. When the poor unfortunate man couldn't stand it another minute, he ran again to the rabbi and cried, Rabbi, help me, he screamed. Now the goat is running wild. My life is a nightmare. The rabbi listened and thought. At last he said, tell me, my poor man, is it possible that you have a cow? Young or old, it doesn't matter. Yes, Rabbi, it's true. I have a cow, said the poor man fearfully. Go home then, said the rabbi. Take the cow into your hut. Oh, surely not, cried the man. Do it at once, cried the rabbi. The poor unfortunate man trudged home with a heavy heart and took the cow into his hut. Is the rabbi crazy, he thought. When some days or a week had gone by, life in the hut was way worse than before. Everyone quarreled, even the chickens. The goat, the goat ran wild, the cow trampled everything, and the poor unfortunate man could, only believe, could not believe his misfortune. At last, when he could stand it no longer, he ran to the rabbi for help. 
Rabbi, he shrieked, help me, save me. The end of the world has come. The cow is trampling everything. There is no room even to breathe. It's worse than a nightmare. The rabbi listened and thought. At last, he said, go home now, my poor, unfortunate man, and let all the animals out of your hut. I will, I will, I'll do it right away, said the man. The poor, unfortunate man hurried home and let the cow, the goat, the chickens, the goose, and the rooster out of his little hut. That night, the poor man and all his family slept peacefully. There was no crowing, no clucking, no honking. There was plenty of room to breathe. The very next day, the man ran back to the rabbi. Rabbi, he cried, you have made my life sweet for me. With just my family in the hut, it's so quiet, so roomy, so peaceful. What a pleasure. Isn't that an interesting story? The whole story is about one thing. It's about perspective. The man didn't need a bigger house. He needed a perspective of how good he actually had it. Now I'll share a little bit of a personal story. Sometimes when I decide to surprise my kids, I'll bring home a little bit of candy to them, thinking I will make my kids quite happy. But on a couple occasions, and this doesn't happen all the time, but on a couple occasions, they won't admit to it, my kids are actually a little disappointed because they're expecting a toy when I tell them I have a surprise for them. Isn't that weird? That I bring candy home for my kids and sometimes they're disappointed because they wanted a toy? But let's paint a scenario. What if my kids had no, to- no candy at all for six months straight? Six months, no candy at all. And then one day after six months go by, I decide to bring candy home, a bunch of candy for the kids. Do you think they'd be happy then? Yes. The answer is obvious. Do you see how sometimes to appreciate a good present, we need a little help? We need the gift of perspective. Now, God not only gives us his blessings, but he does what is necessary for us to be in the right frame of mind to receive those blessings. Let me give you a few examples of things that are better under certain circumstances, okay? A glass of water after a long run, right? A shower after a long day day of working in the lawn. A blanket and a hot cup of cocoa after being outside in the freezing cold for hours. A cozy fire during an ice storm. And freedom after years of slavery. Do you notice that perspective sometimes help us receive the blessing? Now, there's also a scriptural example from this, and I want to share a little passage with you from Romans 7, 7 to 13. In this passage, the Apostle Paul is telling these Christians in Rome the understanding of why the law was sent to them, okay? Why the law was sent to us, why the law was sent in the Old Testament at all. And this is what he says in verse 7 of chapter 7 of Romans. He says, what shall we say then? Is the law sin? By no means. If we did not have the law, I would never have known sin. For I would never have known what it is to covet if the law said, you shall not covet. But sin, seizing an opportunity through the commandment, produced in me all kinds of covetousness. For apart from the law, sin lies dead. I was once alive apart from the law, but when the commandment came, sin came alive, and I died. The very commandment that promised, that promised life proved to be death to me. For sin, seizing an opportunity through the commandment, deceived me, and through it, killed me. So the law is holy, and the commandment is holy and righteous and good. Did that which is good then bring death to me? By no means. It was sin producing death in me through what is good, in order that the sin might be shown to be sin, 
and through the commandment might become sinful beyond measure. Paul is saying in a nutshell, the law was sent not to save because it can't. Once sin had entered the picture in mankind, we were broken and the law could not fix that. But God sent the law and according to Paul, he sent the law to bury us in our sin. Now, does that seem loving? Not really. In fact, from the surface, it might even seem cruel. But what is God doing by sending the law? He's given us the gift of perspective. Because by bearing us under our sin, who do we need? The Lord Jesus Christ. And if we're not buried in our sin, if we're not dead in our sin, if we don't realize how bad things are, guess who we might not reach out for? The Lord Jesus Christ. So does our God love us? Yes, he loves us enough to put us in the best position possible for us to find Jesus. Now, I'll share a little bit of my testimony. I've shared a little bit of this already. But when I was age 26, things were not going very well for me at all. I was living in all kinds of sin. And I was really close, if this is an analogy, but I was really close to the ledge. I was living in so many sins, I was near the edge in a very dangerous way. And God did something for me at that age. Turned me around, let me look over the edge, and bent me over the ledge. Now, not physically, of course, it's not a physical ledge, but in a spiritual sense, I was looking over the ledge in a way that I had never seen it before. And during that period, I felt my legs give way, my feet give way, and I began to crumble to what I felt like I was falling over the ledge. And then God did something amazing. He grabbed me by his big, strong arms right before I fell, pulled me back, and said, Todd, listen to me. Listen to me. I love you. But what you're doing right now is incredibly dangerous. I could have let you fall, but I had to show you what you were doing today. I had to let you look over the ledge. And I know that was a very uncomfortable thing, but I'm going to take you and I'm going to put you on stable ground. I'm going to forgive your sins. I'm going to cleanse you of all your sins. But listen to me today, Todd. Never come back here again. And you know what I said for the first time? Yes, sir. And I vowed that day never to go back to that ledge. And by God's grace, I haven't been back. Because God let me look over the ledge. Now, that was a very painful and discomforting thing at that point. But now I realize what God was doing. He was giving me the gift of perspective. How good it is to be away from the ledge. Amen? Thanks for listening to the Devotional Toddcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. Learn more about us at CrossroadsOfLittleton.com. Crossroads Church, seeking to shine the light and love of Jesus in the heart of New England.